Beer, bacon, and bros. We want to say a huge shout out to everybody that listened to our show. We got a lot of support and a lot of love off the very beginning. We were not expecting that. We got a lot more viewership and a lot more feedback. So we talked about it. I think we're just going to go ahead and quit while we're on top. We did so well. So bye. Thank y'all. Bye, guys. Nah, we're just fucking with y'all. We're not going anywhere. You're stuck with us. Well, we're going to start off kind of on a somber note. We're going to send out thoughts and prayers to the USC Gamecock family. We lost a loved one over there on Greek Row. May he rest in peace and, uh, you know, send thoughts and prayers off to his family as they go through this difficult time. Never, you know, it's never good to see a life end so early. It's a sad thing to see. Um, just make sure you know that you're never alone. If you want to reach out, reach out to us. We'll always be there for you. We're a family now. We're here for you. All right, and um, let's get into the things. We'll kick it off to Adam. He's going to have the agenda for us. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners for my first episode. Also, a big shout-out to uh, my buddy James Brissett from school. He uh, donated to our page on Patreon, and now he is a patron of the uh, podcast. So, thank you, James Brissett. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And uh, in today's segment, we had a poll question go out Monday as far as, you know, the favorite subs in the area. And then we're also going to cover the NFL preseason now that it's coming to a wrap. And all the uh, notable things that happened during that. All right, so I'll go ahead and start with the poll question. Uh, it was if you had to choose one of these four sub places to be the only place you got to eat at subwise, uh, you know, we got listed, listed out uh, Jimmy John's, Groucho's, uh, Jersey Mike's, and Firehouse. Firehouse. So, off to an early start, you saw. Uh, actually, Firehouse and Jersey Mike's, but quickly Groucho's took over and took it by storm. So, um, finished with almost 40 votes and a 49% group coming in for Groucho's. Jimmy John's got a lone 3%. So, um, a clear Groucho's heavy fan base for us, um, as well as two right ins for Substation 2. And uh, one right in for Subway, which we're not going to listen to because Subway is clearly the worst of those. So uh, that's it for the poll question. Keep your eyes out. We will have a, another segment or poll question going out for episode three. Uh, will likely be food related, uh, but we really appreciate you guys' feedback and, and getting involved in our polls. And uh, it tells us a little bit about you and um, definitely in some discussion from the podcast for as well. So. So it looks like everybody's a big favorite on hot subs. Yeah, hot subs are superior, in my opinion. The hot subs is just definitely the way to go. Cold you can subs. enjoy them so much better. Cold subs every day. So uh, let's go around the room. Which one did you vote for, Alex? So this is a tough one. Uh, I love Groucho's, but I had to go over Firehouse just because I feel like the variety and the different type of subs you get at Firehouse just beats Groucho's on that alone. But Groucho's is fantastic. Shout out to them for following us, too. They were like, yeah, man, we love that poll. <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they do. Adam? Uh, I voted Jersey Mike's. Um, I'm a big cold sub guy. Um, but you also, if you want your variety, they do have a couple hot sub options. But I like having a sub with, like, your lettuce, tomato, and, you know, just your cold cold sub toppings. Austin? 
a thousand percent voted for Groucho's. Yeah, yeah. Having a <laughs> having a couple of friends worked at Groucho's and gotten a lot of free subs from there, there's no chance I could go with anything else. So, are you a big hot subs guy, Alex? Because you seem like you you're pretty much a Groucho's and Firehouse guy. Yeah. So I I love hot subs, but I also love the classic Jimmy John's and Beezers. The oh. the the cold subs. I, I there's a time and place for both of them, but I find myself more if I'm just eating a sub casually. It's hot, but if it's like a quick lunch or I'm drunk, it's got to be cold. Alex, you actually sound like you're more of a not toasted sub, but um, see that steam, steamed, steamed, meat? Steamed, 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 yeah, steamed is the way to go on that. Uh, the only place I actually get a sub toasted is definitely Subway. Yes, I do love steamed things, Chris. I'll toast <laughs> I mean, also, also steam meats, Calvin. Damn, I couldn't get that. Oh my lord! All right, all right. So back from the steam meats comment, um, Adam. <laughs> all right. So what do you get from Jersey Mike's actually? Because I voted for Jersey Mike's as well. All right. So I'm a big number eight, which is the club, or the super club, which is the number nine. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, so I get it Mike's way, just minus the onions. So lettuce, tomato, add banana peppers, the juice, oh, yeah. salt, pepper, oregano. Oh yeah. The Jersey Mike sub that I love the most is. The, the Philly cheesesteak, the big kahuna, dude. That's just a big slop of Philly cheesesteak mess. Dude, oh my god! Do you get it? You get it the whole way with peppers, onions, and mushrooms and jalapenos. Oh yeah, all the way, all oh, the way. Uh, gosh, you're dude, going big, wrong. no, going no, wrong. no. The big kahuna is probably my favorite sub of all time. No, you got to get that uh, chicken bacon ranch. You got to get a buffalo, and you put nothing on it because. You put things on subs, you disgrace. They use they use Frank's Red Hot for their uh, buffalo chicken, which and I I'll agree. The buffalo chicken at, at Jersey Mike's is pretty daggum. You know why you can use the Frank's Red Hot? You put that shit on everything. Austin's a very plain Jane. You want you want to throw a mix in there and you want something crunchy? Get the kettle cooked barbecue chips. Put them straight on your sandwich and eat that thing up. No, you get lettuce All and right. tomato. Austin is, is mu- but he's but Austin plain James, very plain, plain James. Meat and cheese, no toppings. I should be for real simple. One hundred percent believe that because I'm meat, cheese, and potatoes. Hey, shots fired to the people from Idaho. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, throw right under the. If you're from Idaho, let Austin have it on social media this following week. <laughs> That's fine. Let it fly. That's fine. At, at Capital, Capital Beer, at Capital, <laughs> Beer, at Capital <laughs> Bros One on Twitter, give it to Austin. Give it to him for that. <laughs> Apparently, people from Idaho have no taste buds. Did not know that. Cheese potato people. So. Um, hey, so make some uh, good right. potatoes. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. So I'm. I was astonished. Which of the four do you think Sidney Broughton voted for? Jimmy Johns. I forgot the four for a minute. Garachos, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. What do you think, Sidney Broughton Williams? Firehouse. She voted Groucho's. I oh, thought she's a, she, she's she a has a she is super Jersey or Jersey Mike, just like me, always eating the freaking Italian. No tomato, no mayo. I thought and she was going to be the oddball that was in when the three percent. I have, I have just, no idea. It was literally probably one vote for Jimmy John's. Hey, I have no idea who. It was. But I do like Jimmy John's on another. Just to side catch everybody up, Sydney, who we're referring to, is Chris's wife. Yeah. yeah. So so just and to, her name is Sydney Williams. Sorry so, for that. All right. So let's let's think about this realistically of the four. Which one have you ate more? Groucho's. Probably Groucho's or Jimmy Groucho's John's. Groucho's for all four of us. Yeah, yeah. It's probably just Groucho's. 
But I mean, I've had my fair share. Actually, actually, I would say Firehouse for me. Was Jimmy John's on the pole? Yeah, Jimmy John's on the pole. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to go with Jimmy John's. I used to love when I was stationed in Pensacola, the Navy. Bro, that was like every other day was Jimmy well, John's. Well, not you, you would go out to the barracks parking lot, and there'd be five Jimmy John's cars in the parking lot, and it was like Jimmy John's roulette. You had to figure out which car was yours. Your your senior year of high school, the same thing. Like, we used to always be together. It was like the Jimmy John's on number one out towards Lexington Middle School, right there on the right. We used to freaking up there by the up there by the Moe's. by the bookstore. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy right. John's. Jimmy John's has probably definitely had more of my business than so, any other one. So quickly around the room because I feel like Beezers and Jimmy John's are both kind of late night sub places for everybody. Yeah, exactly. If you I had would agree to choose that. one of the two, price excluded. Actually, what? no. I take the back. Price included because Beezers oh. is cheap. Oh, late late night sub. Late night sub. You can. We're going to either one. You select. Alex, uh, go first. Definitely going to Beezers because the way USC's laid out here. I'm gonna paint a picture for people that don't know. You've got the USC horseshoe. Historic part of campus. Center of campus, basically. And you have to pass from Five Points, the notorious bar area, through the horseshoe to get back to the apartments that we were living at at the time. And Beezers was right there. And that neon sign would be glowing about 2.30 in the morning. And you're like, bro, I can go for a sub for like seven bucks. And you go in there and they'd stamp that little, they would stamp that little rewards card. And you'd know like, a, few more, a few more times later, you got a free sub on top of it. Oh, Beezers all the way, dude. Beezer's one hundred percent, but seven bucks probably even covered uh, two subs. I say yeah, about <laughs> chips and a drink with it too. Actually, it did okay. It right. To, to my defense, I was drunk most of the time I went there. I don't have the best memory of you, what I you paid. Were probably buying two subs. Oh yeah, I was paying for. Well. I, was, I was paying for my my fiance at the time too. Austin, final. So uh, as Alex was talking about. Beezers, I pulled a Beezers card out for a free sub. So he actually has two. Right. He has I two out. Two you have my old one? Um, I did. Yeah, I did have yeah. your old one. Um, of course, Beezers, because at my boy Clark used to live literally above Beezers, and it seemed like everything, every night we'd go there. Or, just a fun fact, if you look out, if you're in Cornell Arms and you look out the back way towards the rivers, Domino's in the middle of the night glows. Like it is calling your name out of like Toy Story or something. That thing just sits there and glows and says, come eat me. Every time we look out Clark's window, it's the funniest thing ever. So, fun fact on Domino's, there's one Domino's in the U.S. There might be more, so don't don't hold me accountable on this stat here. It's open 24-7. It's because it is literally yards, meters, feet, however, off of a marine base. And I think it's 29 Palms, but they're open 24-7 because Marines are constantly ordering Domino's, and they feasibly can afford to stay open 24-7 because there's constantly that many delivery drivers going into that base. Wow. Can you imagine ordering a Domino's pizza at like 4.30 in the morning? They're like, we'll be there in five minutes. You're like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you got the night watch. Yeah, you're, your night watch, you're standing there looking over this shitty-ass base at about 4 in the morning, like, yeah, I'm gonna call Domino's. <laughs> Cinnamon twist, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> man, you can make them cold, hot, roll them around in the dirt. I don't care. You put that icing on them, man. I don't lick them up. Oh, my Officer God. of the watch calls in and like, uh, "What's the status?" And you're like, "Your mouth full of pizza." And you're like, "My dog got over." All right, God. all right. Let's roll into NFL preseason. So, um, notable 
the, probably the most notable thing from the NFL preseason is Andrew Luck retiring, literally. Mid-game. Well, last That's Saturday. my boy. Walks, walks off the field to booze, <laughs> and he's surrounded by popper not paparazzi, he's surrounded by press who are actually Papa, running onto the field Papa. to get a picture of him Like while the game's going on. Yeah, so um, I know Austin and I experienced a pretty funny thing because we were in the literal middle of our like big time fantasy league draft because Austin and I are in a league uh, that is we won't go into the specifics but it's pretty high dollar and uh, and we're in the middle of this draft like Saturday night and all of a sudden we're sitting around my mom looks up at the TV and goes oh they're breaking news still Bubba and I and Austin are just head down into the laptop and all of a sudden my mom goes oh Andrew Luck's retiring. And we all look at each other, look at the TV, and start laughing because somebody has already drafted Andrew Luck in our fantasy draft. And I'm not saying he was like in the top three rounds. You remember when? You remember when Andrew Luck was taken? Uh, first off, thank you to my partner Joe Parker for <laughs> begging me not to take Andrew Luck. Literally minutes before he was taken, he was taken about fifth round, and literally I was like trying to convince Joe the hardest I could to take Luck to take Luck. And then it was just the you had your, red box. You had your finger just sitting on the fire missile, oh, ready God. to draft I, I, Andrew so, Luck. So funny story, I actually had a league drafting two leagues at the same time there. And in both leagues, I was like, I'm taking Andrew Luck. And Joe was like, I'm not in on him. I was like, man, he's going to be the best quarterback in the year. And then boom, I've been saying, I've been in on the Colts. I've all, like the whole offseason, I've been in on the Colts. Colts are going to win the division. Colts are going to go for it. And now the over-under is set at 7 for them right now, and I'm still in on the Colts. Maybe not in the win division, but I am in on the Colts this year. Say, Jacoby Brissett, who is now his backup, is not a terrible quarterback. He is, what, 54% career completion? Yeah, 54, which is not good in the NFL. It's not terrible. There's definitely worse quarterbacks out there. I.e. Nathan Peterman. Even Lamar Jackson had a higher completion percentage last year. That's all right. Jacoby Brissett's going to do all right for him. He's not going to tank them like everybody thinks. But also notable, Lamar Miller going out and tearing his ACL. Big loss for the Houston Texans on that end. Um, so don't know who's going to be carrying the big, ball for him. Big pickup for Duke Johnson Jr. draft picks in your fantasy league. If you got Duke Johnson Jr. in like the 10th or 11th round, you win on that, big guy. Big option. Houston makes a trade for Melvin Gordon. Ooh, that would be interesting too. There's I think been, there's been talks already about it, but nothing, nothing real. We could see a Davion Clowney from Melvin Gordon, and then that LA yeah, but, line would be ridiculous. That goes against what the Houston Texans are looking for because Deshaun Watson's clearly come out and said he he needs a new offensive line, and they're shopping for an offensive line. So if they went with Melvin Gordon, I feel like Watson would kind of be like, appreciate it, but. The offensive line is garbage, so, like, how's he going to get in the run blocks? I mean, can you hear, reunited and it feels so good? Got <laughs> a Melvin Gordon though. God, they would be happy to be back together. Uh, one sorrow note, though. Well, they they wouldn't be because they would trade Clowney for Gordon. No, Mel- mm-hmm. right, sorry, Melvin Ingram. Sorry, Melvin you're Ingram. correct. Melvin, <laughs> yeah. Melvin Ingram, sorry. Uh, one sorrow note, though, I did want to bring up. I saw this on social media the other day. A guy... This is date stamped uh, December of 2019. No, that's when the bet's going to fall out. This is date stamped July 8th, 2019. This man made this bet on July 8th. 
2019. Andrew Luck's odds to win MVP this year. He dropped a thousand dollars to win ten thousand dollars on Andrew Luck winning the MVP. So uh, not getting his money back. For that so, uh, so hey, there's a shot. There's still a chance. I think I think a more reasonable bet on the NFL preseason is who's going to tear their ACL. Because year in, year out, there's always some oh, dude that Jordan just Nelson tears his ACL. So, if you've been paying attention like I have, you see that starters have been playing very low minutes this year. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody is scared of that big injury. and You can really tell that. And uh, one thing I do have to say about the luck thing is uh, Big Boy got paid. $28.3 million to sit on the couch. I would take that any day of the week. So, the speaking of the low starter minutes, did y'all see the uh, the Green Bay game in Canada? Oh, the one that was 80 yards? Yeah, on the, 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 the very screwed up CFL field. And yeah. the field goal post was in the end zone, so they had to relocate it, and the patch of turf was just all, all kinds of screwed up. And then I think all of Green Bay starters that were going to play sat out, and they played nothing but second string the entire game because of how bad the field is. It's, I think eventually preseason's going to get that way, and the NFL is going to expand the regular season games. So it's actually more important to play those weeks, and the preseason is going to get shorter because it's not important anymore because players are going to be sitting out because they don't want to get hurt. Take two weeks off the preseason, add a bye, add a game. Easiest thing in the world, boom, bam, bang. Or add, or add two games to get it. No, nope, you got to have another buy. You can either add a week and add two games and a buy, or you can just add another game, add a buy, be happy. Um, personally, I love football. Let's add some more weeks. Give me some more time to fantasy gambling. It's the greatest time of the year. I think I think that would be the I think that would be the best decision because it add two more weeks this season. You know, of course, the players only have to play one more game, but as a fan base, we get to see two more weeks of football that actually count and actually with the starters on the field, you know, actually trying to get to the playoffs and performing at the normal level that they perform at. And they, they talked today actually about expanding to 14 teams in the playoffs instead of just 12. So, um, but I mean, I think if you, I think if you add, you know, two more games in an extra week, a lot of the players have come back and especially the players associated come back and been like, well, we already put our bodies on the line so much. This is such a rough sport, yada, yada, yada. But think about the revenue that you're going to bring in for two yeah, more games. Yeah. I mean, they'll get the this, money. Yeah. They'll get the money. It's all about the money. You it might. literally is all about the money. Owners get the money. Players get their money. If, yeah. if the money works out, this can happen. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's if we can get this money, if we can make this happen. You so can. my question is, if they add two more teams to the playoff, where, How? Because that that would that would be what one one more team on each side would it be a play in game and then two teams have to play an extra game because of that now that's uneven yeah, that'd be so one no. game to each side so, one team to each side I'm sorry um so you're only getting a buy if you're the first team like because right now they're having two teams that get a buy all right a buy in out of the wild card round so I guess you're you're you got to win the entire AFC or NFC to get your buy and then the rest of the teams are playing in the first round okay that makes sense. So the the realistic thing would be if you're going to add teams, add enough teams where everybody who wins their division gets a week off, that would be cool. It's a special prize for winning your division. It also sucked for people that are like uh, the Chargers of last year that had like 11-4 and four or whatever, 11-5, whatever the record was last year, and didn't win their division because of one loss to Kansas City. Um, that would really suck, but I 
don't like increasing the playoffs. I like how the playoffs are set up right now, honestly. All right, so after the luck injury, the Colts now have less than a 1% chance to make the playoffs and less than a 0.5% chance to even win the playoffs. How do you feel about that? Well, yeah, with them now going to their second-string quarterback as their starter, who has only played a handful of games. Well, I mean, he started last year with Andrew Luck being out last year as well. Two years ago. No, two, two years ago. Two I'm years sorry. ago. Andrew, two years ago. Andrew missed zero games last year, missed one game in 2016, and missed all of 2017. Yeah, so 17, uh, when Andrew Luck was out with his shoulder injury, Bouchette, uh got to be the starting quarterback then. So, I mean, he he has some proven playing time, but still, again, like I mentioned earlier, he's not that, not that great, but not terrible. There's definitely worse out there. So the fact that they have a less than a one percent chance of winning the whole thing that doesn't surprise me, and also their backup's Chad Kelly. Yeah, well, he's actually not even. Um, See, he's not reinstated yet into the Chad NFL, so he he's going to serve it. He, yeah, the moment he actually picks up this season, he is also going to be suspended. So, uh, so you're basically battling with Jacoby Brissett and whoever, whoever the else. Yeah. at this point. Yeah, so. Um, the, the backup I'll, punter is now your second string quarterback. I'm going to go over a few of their games this year. This is also why they definitely won't be making the playoffs. So here's their uh, upcoming schedule, and this is absolutely why they will not be making the playoffs this year. Start week one at the Los Angeles Chargers. Week five, they are at Kansas City. Uh, week nine, they're at Pittsburgh. In week seven and eight, they are at home against Houston and Denver. They have Jacksonville, who a lot of people are buying in on. I was listening the other day. Some people are really buying in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They think their defense is back. They think Nick Foles will do good enough offensively to get them back to the playoffs. But they also have at New Orleans in week 15. They'll be at Jacksonville at the end of the year and at Houston as well in week 12. So um, not, not an easy schedule for these guys in 2019. All right, uh, I'm in on the Colts. I've always been in on the Colts. I'm still in on them. Um, Jacksonville in that division, Nick Foles, I love him to death. He threw seven touchdowns on my fantasy team one year in one game. But uh, they're just not going to get it done. They're, he's trash. He's going to be bad out of Philly. Brissett's better than him. I like him better as a backup quarterback because of the system. you got a top-five run game. you got a great running back in Mack. T.Y., outstanding, fast guy. You add functions and two healthy tight ends now. You get Jack Doyle back. They're going to be a good team. They won't win the division. That Houston plus 200 to win the division, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. I got, I got some points. If you okay, want me to take it. Okay. I got nothing. Yeah, and so to go back to what Chris was talking about with their schedule, a few teams that I see that – just going to try to unload on the Colts because they're going to see the opportunity for a weak team. Obviously, at L.A., the the Chargers are just going to roll through them. Too much talent. Kansas City's on a mission. They came so close to tasting the Super Bowl. They're going to want to get right back to where they were. They're going to roll through them because the Colts have to go to Kansas City. Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, people are, sleep, people are sleeping on Pittsburgh. I'm going to say that over and over and over again. Then the big one that I see of a steamrolling game is they have to go to the Superdome in New Orleans. New Orleans is pissed. They are so mad, and they are on the hunt for the Super Bowl visit because they got screwed out of the game with the Rams in the playoffs so, with the no-call pass interference. 
I'll take I'll take twelve and four for the Colts because you just said four losses. So twelve and four. Yeah. That's that's only that's only the it's only the that's only the, the, the major losses. Like where people are gonna be like that sucked. You know what else you pointed out? That Kansas City game is the Sunday night game at eight thirty, and that New Orleans game is the Monday night game. On you know when they're singing the national anthem and it gets to the home of the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, you can take some bad. You can take two or three losses, but it's all about, like I said. Y'all just named two bad games on the road. That means those winnable games that they're going to be playing are going to be at home, and that stadium in Indiana is loud. It's a good. They stadium. they okay. also okay. have to go to Houston as well. That's that's a sleeper team that's in my opinion. Thursday night game as well. Another prime. They're in three prime time games without Andrew Luck. That's going to suck. It's going to suck as a Colts. If I were is, if I were a Colts fan. Go buy some other jerseys, bro. Get jump jump wagons for this year. This, we won't talk about it next year. This sucks for the. We'll let you come back. This sucks for the NFL because they plan these major games around Andrew Luck facing Houston, Kansas City, and New Orleans. Oh, and now there's no Andrew Luck. Because an Andrew Luck-led Colts team playing these other teams in away territory at night, these primetime games, those are fantastic games to tune into. And winnable for the Very winnable. Very winnable. They should have never drafted him. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This Hot dude, take here, Austin, by. This dude was literally the Pause. prototypical Jesus of quarterbacks. Okay. Pause. From 2012 until retirement, when he got drafted until retirement, Manning, who they left, got rid of to bring in Luck. Com- record, Manning, .789. Luck, .616. Completion percentage, Manning had that by six points. Uh, yards per game, Manning had that by 20. Passer rating, he had it by 12. Super Bowl appearances, he had it by 2. And Super Bowl rings, he had it by 1. They gave up on Peyton Manning to bring in Andrew Luck. That's why I say they should not well, draft Andrew Luck. That's a, that's a different team, too, though. I mean, Peyton, they gave up on Peyton Manning because they were literally rebuilding. Reggie Wayne was already retired. Or, well, he was about to retire. He played 2012, I think. I mean, you're talking about a team that literally... Was was focused on rebuilding, so I don't think Peyton Manning would have gone back to the Super Bowl before he retired either. But I mean, you know, for all all the health problems that Andrew Luck had, his first three years in the league played all sixteen games. His first three years in the league threw for almost four thousand yards, or threw for more than four thousand yards in two of those seasons, and he actually threw for forty touchdowns in twenty fourteen before he got injured in twenty fifteen and only played seven games. So. I mean, he had a whole season and a half that he missed across the years. But, I mean, a real comeback year last year, a real bounce back year. So he had, what, six injuries through three years? Is, if I'm correct? Yeah, so, he, he did have a bunch of injuries. Some of them were, were related because of sacks and stuff like that. He had some in the ribs and the lungs area. Um, just a couple of stats. He has the second most by a quarterback in first six seasons of touchdowns at 171. The third most by a quarterback in first six seasons in yards. And won the comeback player in two Pro Bowls, or four Pro Bowls. He was a great, he was a great quarterback. He still is a great quarterback. And I am not, not think he is done with football. I think it's so. Then why, then why should the Colts not have taken him when they were in a rebuild stage? This be, was their next because, great talent to have. Because and this is where they were going to rebuild their team. While I was around, Andrew it's, Luck. It's the same thing New England did with Brady. You have a proven quarterback who still can play. Don't sell out on him. 
that New England did it with Brady, kept Brady, got rid of Garoppolo, but they kept the proven quarterback instead of buying in on a young quarterback. We all know, we all see all these quarterbacks come in and out, whether they're supposed to be the greatest of all time, and they're coming out of college like they are the perfect build. They do not match up to someone who's already proven in the NFL. So, I've got a somewhat connected stat, Austin, to your point, and a little bit. It's just kind of a stretch, too, but it's, I think it's an interesting one. We're going to ponder on it for a little bit. So, here it is. The Colts took Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Andrew Luck with first overall picks in the NFL draft. Okay? All three of those quarterbacks have ended up giving the Broncos more Super Bowls than the Colts. I know what you're thinking. How has Andrew Luck contributed to the Broncos winning Super Bowls? Well, it's because like the point Austin made. Andrew Luck came in. The team bought into the younger, fresher quarterback, sent Peyton Manning away, and the Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. That's just the Broncos' way, though. I mean, they're always buying in on old washed-up quarterback that just happens to make them to the playoffs. Here's the thing, though. Seven of the eight AFC titles that the Broncos have won have been by John Elway or Peyton Manning, who were drafted number one overall by the Colts. And they were pretty pretty old when they were playing and when they were winning. So uh, that that's just the Broncos' way. I mean, if you look at the Broncos' team now, what are they? Defensively heavy, somewhat. They've got a decent defense. Run game, decent wide receivers. But old man Flacco, who can throw the ball 60 yards when he's going to be 60, is still there running the helm. He, he's really – that's what I was going to make about a, a comment about Joe Flacco. But he's really not that old, Austin. I mean, he's in his mid to early 30s, as in like 34. But um, – so here's, here's my question, actually. When you talked about some older quarterbacks in the league, you just go around, who would you rather have, Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco? Or just say who you think is going to have a better season. I think Joe Flacco is going to have a better season because I'm a big fan of the – I've got a chip on my shoulder. I'm here to prove something. I'm fighting. And I think Joe Flacco is just going to – he's going to wreak havoc. He's just going to go off. He's going to be like, screw Lamar Jackson, screw the Ravens. I'm here to show that I'm still a pro bowl – I'm here to show that I'm still a pro bowl quarterback. Joe Flacco and is on the same level as Eli Manning. A, they both have a Super Bowl, but neither one of them deserve a Super Bowl. They are both average at best quarterbacks. Uh, Eli Eli deserves both of those. Uh, Defense won those games. Eli Eli beat the best, though. You deserve anything if you beat Tom Brady. Eli's team beat the best. So Nick Foles beat the best. Okay, I'll give it to Nick Foles. You can't. Oh, I was going to say, don't you dare put Nick Foles and Eli Main on the same Big level. Dick Nick owned his. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 All right. Okay. They're the same quarter. All right. All right. So, the so to clarify, Adam, you would take Andy Dalton. You think Andy Dalton's going to have a better season this year than Joe Flacco? No, I didn't say that. I'm right. just well, saying you, you, Joe Fl- But at the, as a winning, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Eli Manning and Joe Flacco are not standout Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Okay. So, play, not, so answer the question. Is it who's gonna have a better season, Joe Flacco in Denver or Andy Dalton system? Oh, Joe Flacco in Denver. Okay. Right. I awesome. would honestly take left handed Patrick Mahomes over both of them. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean That's a stretch there, man. That's, an that's an a stretch. <laughs> Andy Dalton Andy Dalton takes after his coach who has done nothing our former coach, he's not there anymore who did nothing for 10 years and kept his job. 
Andy Dalton's right in that same category. Andy Dalton has not done much in his career, but hey, big boy's getting paid. Big boy's making the big bucks, so I can't go at him too much. But um, I mean, Andy Andy is putting up stats. I'll pull his, I'll pull up his stats in a second. Andy is putting up stats. Like he's still putting up four thousand yards and twenty five touchdowns, but he's not he's not winning enough games to get in the playoffs, and he's also just blowing it in in the big game. I mean, he has a two-headed monster running back. He has somewhat healthy A.J. Green every year. Tyler Boyd's a great receiver. Sanu was a good receiver while there. I mean, he's got options. He just has not. He hasn't taken the next step. He's that middle-line quarterback, just like a, like a Marcus Mariota. Just middle-line is not going to take you anywhere deep, but may squeak you into the playoffs. All right. Let's let's play this then. Better season, Joe Flacco or Nick Foles? I like Nick Foles down in Jacksonville. Nick Foles. Flacco. All right. Jacksonville may not score twenty points this whole year. All right. Whose team wins more? Games, oh, well, cumulatively or each, no, no, no. each game, they're never going to go game. above twenty. They might not score. Oh, I was about to games. say cumulatively. That's because a that's a big bet there to take. Literally, literally, <laughs> they are hoping for seventeen points each week and. To run the ball and a defense that can just eat eat time off the clock. What what was the score? I said the other twenty one seventeen. They will 20, not win a game twenty one seventeen. All right, we're watching podcast fans. We are all watching Jacksonville this year to see if they win a game twenty one to seventeen. Austin has said he believes they will not win a single game this year. I'll double down on this. Indy beats Jacksonville both times. And Ooh. and somebody write this down. Somebody, somebody write got, this somebody down. Somebody get the hot take button now. And right now. Houston beats Jacksonville both times. I think Nick Foles. You're gonna really show that that offense in Philly is a system, and that Nick Foles is not gonna be anything without a number one receiver. Because D.D. Westbrook's there. Don't get me wrong. D.D.'s good. Not came into his own yet in the NFL. But outside of D.D., who you got? Who are you going to line up that's going to go win your match off the line of scrimmage? And it may just be me. A lot of people are in on the Jags this year. I'm not. Cool thing about their long snapper, though, former Colt, said that he would buy any tickets from any season ticket holders of the Colts and that he would 100% donate all of them to the kids' hospital in Indy to bring kids to the game. So that was a really nice thing to see. Matt Overton, good job for you. Nice guy, Matt Overton. Speaking of Matt Overton, one of his good friends and former punter, Pat McAfee, is going to make his uh, ESPN debut Thursday night on ESPN. Funny fact, he it is the Cincinnati versus UCLA game. They couldn't even put game day Clemson on ESPN. That's such a trash game. Um, so we're going to move into some of our picks for the weekend. We are going to do this new segment called Pick 6. You get the gist of that. Um, so I'm going to start it off with Alex. You're going to name your six picks and tell us a little bit why you took them. All right, my six picks are the first one, Clemson to cover the minus 37. They're going to roll through extremely. Yeah, they're just going to destroy. There, there's no chance that they do not drop 37 on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a triple option offense full of triple option athletes who are now under a head coach who doesn't want to run the triple option anymore. Those kids are not going to have any idea what to do. It is going to be a horror show on that field. Then my second pick, Utah covering the minus six spread against BYU. 
This one's just a gamble on my part. I think Utah's going to take the – they're going to win by more than six against BYU. just feel like BYU's been struggling late. Utah seems to be like a decent team. They pull that one out by winning by seven. Going to roll to Oklahoma State covering the minus 14 spread. That spread the field offense, air raid. That's just going to be too much for Oregon State to handle. Cover more than 14 points on that one. Florida Atlantic to cover the plus 27.5 against Ohio State. I think the boys of Lane Kiffin are going to give it to Ohio State a little bit. Still going to lose to Ohio State, but they're not going to lose by 27.5 points. Then we're going to roll through South Carolina to cover the minus 10.5. We're going to roll through North Carolina. We're going to drop at least two touchdowns on. We're going to win by big on uh, North Carolina. You know, the battle of the Carolinas here. Last game I think I've got is the Pittsburgh plus two and a half over Virginia. Just putting my faith in the old Berg boys, the down Yenzas. All right, those are my uh, six picks. All right, Adam, on to you. So, um, with what Alex just left off to lead into my picks, I am also taking Pitt at home versus Virginia. I like that two and a half point spread. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Not Neither offense is that high powered, but I think Pitt's going to find a way to pull away and uh, at least cover the spread. And my second pick, I'm taking Vitek with uh, minus four and a half. Uh, them being the favorites here, but in a close game versus Boston College. Um, again, though, Boston College always has a good defense, never a great offense. So I think that'll be interesting. Uh, on my next pick, I'm taking NC State minus 16 and a half. Um, they're playing ECU, who they beat by 55 last year. So I feel like they're gonna be uh, be able to handle that pretty easily. Uh, next, I'm taking Coastal plus six. Uh, I believe in the old Chanticleers, and uh, yeah. So and then Auburn at three and a half. Uh, they're at home this year uh, against Oregon. So then it's gonna be a, a shootout. But Auburn being an SEC defense, I think they'll be all right and be uh, be able to handle it. And then Stanford at minus six and a half. Um, Again, West Coast game, kind of Pac-12, big defense at home, just a loud stadium. I think they're going to do well. And for my last pick, I'm going to take Stanford at minus 6.5 at home. I think that'll be a good game. Now, Austin, I'll pass it off to you. All right, I want to start off with saying I'm a genius, so you might want to listen to these picks and lock them in. Um, first off, I'm going to go with Clemson, not to cover the spread. I'm going with Clemson to score more than 48.5 points. That is right now being bet at plus 100 odds. Seven touchdowns, give me that. Three in the first quarter, and then you just need another uh, four in the last three quarters. That's a lock. Clemson loves to run up the score because that's the only way they can look good in the uh, college football's eyes. Uh, my second pick is I'm going with a&M minus the points. It's like 33 points, but they're playing Texas State, for God's sakes. Um, I was going to take the Utah bet, but now that Alex took it, kind of screams me away. When I bet with friends, I always lose, so uh, I'm just going to stay away from that one. Uh, I also like LSU minus four touchdowns um, at home. Georgia Southern, come on, it's LSU for Christ's sakes. Georgia, minus 22. If you could get that at 21, it would make me a little happier. But at Vanderbilt, come on, this is an easy game. You just, it's week one, don't overthink it. Take your big favorites um, and just just roll with it. Um, my next one, 
and I'm going to get a little twofer on this one. I'm going to say take Oklahoma minus the 24 points, and if you ever see it over in college football, over 80, always take it. So Oklahoma over 80 points. And now on to you, Chris, because I know you hated that last pick. I actually don't hate that because I just didn't have the courage to take the over. But I fully, I fully, fully, fully believe these two teams can actually put up 100 points. I, I actually, for my very first pick is Houston plus the 23 and a half because Houston is a really, really good team. I'm actually picking. We we on the, get out of here. No, come on. On the get out of here. We uh, last week we made a comment, um, and I think it was me. We were we were talking about teams that fell out of the top ten that were originally ranked in the top ten, and then 25 of the last 26 years, a team not ranked at the beginning of the season makes it in the top ten and finishes in the top ten. Houston might actually. Do you be remember that team. the last game Houston played? They gave up 70 points to Army, of all people. Okay. Army. Uh-uh. And, and Army. Army Army won how many games last year? Like like the little green mans Army. that walk around Army won how many games? as a kid. Army won how many games last year, Olsen? Army won 70 to 14. Army won 14. How, how many games last year, Olsen? I don't know. They won 10 games last year, Olsen. You only play 13 in a year. They won 11. Get your facts straight. Okay, all right. Get out the field. Okay. Austin, okay. Also, Austin also just said he had no idea how many games they won and then followed it up with the correct stat. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they went 11 and 2. <laughs> no, they were a good team. I agree with that. Okay. But uh, 70 to 14, come on, get out of here. I mean, cl- listen, the, the national champions last year, the literal college football champions last year lost a bowl game 70 to something at one point so 70 to 33 shout out West Virginia (laughs) yeah best thing about that ever if y'all don't haven't seen it for a while in West Virginia the speed limit sign was West Virginia 70 and the minimum was set at 33 just because of the score of the game Great move by West Virginia. Okay. Can't be better. Okay. I'll Get roll, back to your picks. I'll roll into my other five picks. So, um, this is uh, touching on the games that have been already taken at some point. I am taking the under of Virginia Tech and Boston College. You mentioned Boston College's defense actually been ranked in the top 30 um, each of the last three years. They've spit out some pretty strong decent, de- uh, defensive prospects to the NFL. So, I will be taking the under of 58.5. Uh, on those two games, I really don't honestly even think both teams will, could probably score 20 on each other. I mean, this is going to be a defensive bout. Um, Boise State at, well, they're not at Florida State. Florida State is the technical home team, but they are supposed to be playing in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. I'm taking Boise State plus five. Florida State is a is a bad team. They have not recruited well. Willie Taggart will not turn that program around at the point. Go ahead, Austin. You know I can piss like the distance away from Florida State's fans to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's basically a home game. It's yeah. a true home game and in a bigger stadium. Boise, they can put more fans in the stadium. Boise State will still win that game. That, I mean, even I think Boise State's not only just going to win the game. I'm going to take it plus five because I'll take the five points. Maybe they lose by three. But I think Boise State will actually probably end up winning the game. Um, stepping into... Another part of Florida, in South Florida, uh, I'm taking Wisconsin at South Florida, minus 12 and a half. Um, Taylor, the running back in Wisconsin, the Heisman Trophy candidate, probably going to score four touchdowns on South Florida. Um, Charlie Strong's defense is terrible. Let's be real, it's Charlie Strong. And uh, and then I'm also going to take an over of Memphis and Ole Miss. This is my hardest pick. 
because I, I know both teams have good offense. But at the same time, they got to combine for 68 points because the line's at 67.5. Um, I think they can do it. Memphis lost both of their two running backs last year, but it's still going to be a spread it out, score a lot of points. Neither team really has great defense. So, in uh, the final pick for me in my sixth pick is actually going to be Syracuse at Liberty, minus 18. Syracuse will, will, will carry that. Syracuse, guys, is a surprising team this year. I know they're, it's probably surprising to you that they're ranked 22nd to begin the season, but Syracuse is a good team. It will probably end up being the third hardest challenge this year for Clemson uh, because A&M and, and South Carolina will probably be a more difficult team than Syracuse. But as Austin has mentioned, they have to go to Syracuse up in the Dome. Um, that was Alex. That was, yeah, Alex. I, was, I, was I was about to hit on that. That I mentioned yeah. that last I mean, episode. Syracuse that. is Syracuse is real. Like this is not a bad team. Now they did lose their senior quarterback, who was everything. Clemson by three touchdowns against Syracuse. Oh, probably. Lock that. Probably. Up. I'm, I'm sticking with my prediction. Syracuse beats Clemson. I, I hope so. It, they've they've been so close so many years lately, and I just I think Clemson's gonna that that will be the one winnable, easy winnable game that Clemson actually shows up and just dominates. Because Clemson always has that game. We all know we're Carolina fans. We all pull for that game. But even Clemson fans know there's that one game that goes. So, uh, Well, that that will wrap up my six picks. Um, go ahead. Okay, so as you fans just heard, that is um, us making six bets. We've picked the six that we've got. Chris has recorded them down, so we've got the records of it. So what we're going to do here is it's kind of a cool segment that I'm introducing to you. So it's the pick six segment that we just rolled through, but there's a caveat to it. We're going to introduce the Wheel of Punishment. We're going to keep track of everybody's records throughout the week of the six games they predicted. So we're going to keep track of everybody's record of their six predictions. At the end of the week, we're going to announce who had the best record. They're safe. The next two people are safe. The loser, of course, spins the Wheel of Punishment, and they have to go through with whatever's on there. So we're asking you, fans, to send in your idea for a punishment that we can throw on the wheel. And then hopefully when someone loses, they will have to go through that punishment. But there's also going to be one tiny little space on there that's the reverse. And if they some if the loser lands on the reverse, he spins again and whatever punishment it lands on, the other guys have to go through with it. Even though he was the loser, he got to reverse it back. It's going to be a lot smaller space, but it's going to be on there. I just want to introduce that to y'all and we're going to need your ideas so hit us up and let us know what you think can go on that wheel non-lethal punishments please non-lethal we're trying to do stuff that's fun uh, it's going to get a good laugh but you also don't want to have to go through with it ah uh, we could lose adam it'd be all right <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll try to keep adam let's try to, no no lethal ones except for the week that adam has to spend you want to defend yourself adam no, I'm alright. <laughs> alright, I, I got a for you. Alright, what you got, Austin? Adam didn't deserve that. How many languages can you tell me that you know five words in? Probably three. I want to see Adam speak five words. Alright, give me five words. Come on. What languages are No, no, no. What languages are Alright, so your first one is going to be probably Spanish. And it's easy, I guess. But, I mean, I can't... Estás, estoy bien. Those are a group of words, not really a word. No, that is, uh, how are you? I am good. 
That's why I said it's a group of words that's more than five. That's well, that's a, that's my at least five. That's what I'm saying. Like I can I can like ask a simple question. Now I couldn't carry on a full conversation in Spanish, but I can like give you simple words like cumpleaños, birthday, uh, day esta, like simple stuff like that. But outside of that, I'm I'm done. So so what is the other language then outside of English? I was gonna say like Mandarin with my buddy John because I tried to talk to him several times about it, but. I don't even know if Ni Hao is Mandarin Japanese, to be honest. <laughs> so wait, and, this, this and was, that's it. Was it a Japanese guy or a Chinese guy? Oh, no, he was white, taking Mandarin in college, though. Oh, I thought it was a as Chinese a, guy named John. <laughs> no, he was taking Mandarin in college as a minor, and I, I just try to have conversations with him. Any other languages in the room outside of Spanish? Oh, Alice can speak Russian, can't you? Nine. Yeah, I think that's German. Speak Russian, so. Oh, that is German. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. Wait a minute, glorious yeah. bastards over here. I, uh, I know someone who trained their dog in uh, German, and actually nine was no. So it was a wild time when they would yell at the dog and yell nine at the dog. That was that was quite funny. But yeah, I can speak. I'm a, I'm kind of the same boat. I can recognize Russian. I can read it if I take time on it. I did take two semesters of it. It's a little bit there. I can speak more than five words. Like I can say, Zrasvutia Minyazervut Alex. That's my name. Obviously, I wouldn't say Alex that way. Then I can say, my my favorite sentence to say it is because I can go, Zesnetkinigi. And somebody be like, what the hell did you just say? It sounds aggressive. And it translates to, there is no book here. That's all it means. Like, <laughs> so like that's, that's like, I love, I love Russian because you can say it very aggressively. You can sound like you're just you're insulting someone, you're cursing their family, and then it's just like, no, I was just asking where the bathroom was at, bro. And it's, it's the same with German. German's a very aggressive language, but my languages I would be with more than five words: Russian, French, Spanish, and then obviously English. Okay, so it's four. That's that's a lot higher than I thought. This whole, all goes back to my original question was because I was bored in my eight a.m. this morning. And uh, was thinking about the world and started thinking about why we have so many languages. And, of course, it's culture. But So I looked up on Google. Google carries 103 different languages. And half of them I didn't even know, I'll be honest. So I want y'all's opinion. Will there ever be a point on this earth where there's just one dominant language and a lot of other sub-languages? Or whether it is going to be like this forever. Was, was one of the 103 uh, Wakandan? Probably Swahili, though. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Some of them just look like you threw darts at a alphabet board. <laughs> stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> they throw darts at the English alphabet. <laughs> 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 valid so, point. Valid point. Like some people's names, it looks like they've just been throwing darts. At them. <laughs> oh my lord! All right. Um, well, I'll start on the topic. So, uh, when I worked in international tourism for about a year, uh, all of the people that I work with, no matter what country they are from, know English, and would say that literally most of their tourists that they are sending over here not only know French or you know whatever country they're coming from. Uh, not only know their language, but they, they grew up knowing English. Like, they learned French at three years old and learned English at five. 
So, I would say that at some point, yes, English would probably likely be the universal worldwide language, not only because we're pretty much the grandfather of the world, but just because I, I just think that's probably the most predominant language across all of the world that is the likeliest language for all countries to know. So my point to make on this one is the economy side of it. You know, we have 193 countries in the world that are constantly trading the stock market, actual goods. There's constant communication going on, so I feel like there's going to become a dominant language spoken, but I don't think that those countries are going to get rid of their own but eventually everybody's going to learn one country. You don't know when that's going to happen. I'm not going to even try to predict that. But just because of the way the world's shaping out and the way it's moving, people are going to have to learn one solid language for the ease of communication with the trades and making money. And money drives a lot of forces in the world, as we can see. And so I think language is going to merge into one eventually for that. What language will it be then? English or Chinese. That's that's my well Mandarin is the technical term. God, but I hope I don't have to it's English Chinese. or Mandarin. English or Mandarin. It was a hard enough time learning English. I hope I don't have to learn Chinese. My big ass is not learning Chinese. I'll just go ahead and let every listener out there know that there's no chance in hell. American, American, yeah, American, American. Fuck the rest of the country. Fuck the world. Learn English or screw off. I that's what I'm. American arrogance. Because I think that's one reason English is taking off. Is the UK? Yeah, no one really gives a shit. But the reason English is taking off is because people try to deal with Americans, and Americans are like, nah, fuck you, I'm not learning your language. If you want to speak to me, you better speak some English. And people are they're being forced to learn English, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons English is growing, besides the fact that UK colonized, like, what, 50% of the globe at one point in time or something like that, some outrageous number. I think it has more to do with American arrogance than that. But I do not see the world going to a one-language... Um, system or even though like you were saying all our countries are interconnected as far as trade and economy and everything but if you go to this one language system you lose the culture of your of your country I mean you're gonna have subsets of languages but I think each country should keep its own language you know have that distinct identity as, as yourself that's one thing that separates you from the rest of the rest of the world so why why would you want to conform to the you know the minor or the majority of everything you know keep that individualistic style you know keep that um thing that makes you unique and you know separates you from the rest of the world any language outside of english what language would you want to be the one language of the world if it ever happened outside of english I, would, I mean, I guess it would have to be Mandarin because that's your largest... Is that what you would want? This is a want question, not, not what you think would happen. Want. So, I'm yeah, going to... Yeah, I still would want Mandarin um, with it being your largest population hub and it Asia being majority of where a lot of imports and exports take place. I just feel like that's the most dominant language over there. And so I feel like that's... I, if I had to want, learn a language... That's what I would want to learn. So, I'm going to say that I would rather it be some sort of European language, like Western European countries, or Spanish, because a lot of English has got the same Latin roots as Hispanic languages, or we have the same Germanic, Germanic 
roots as a lot of the European languages do. You know, with Mandarin from China, their letters look like the different 99-cent ramen package you get from Walmart. Can't really tell what that letter is as much as scribbling marks. Does not sound close to the same. That's like when I was taking Russian and the Cyrillic alphabet and all their words, there was no Latin or Germanic roots. And so it was extremely tough to learn because you're literally learning a language from scratch. When you're learning Spanish or German or French or something like that, there's those roots and words that look alike mean the same thing. So it's an easy connection and it's easier to learn. Can I get Australian as an option? Yes. Oh, that's is not, Australian no. a language? No, it's I mean, just they, in they, English. They say some, they say some wild shit. But man. they say the racket. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Chris, Chris, they drop the, the f bomb in every sentence. So, so Chris votes for the crazy version of English. Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. So, um, one of my best friends, Caleb Kelly, just got back from Tasmania, which is like a southern island of Australia, and uh, and I think he can attest to the fact that it's. It's like it's the Queen's English, as they would almost call it, but with a with a pretty aggressive tone to it. So, um, but yeah, I mean Australia. You know what's actually a really cool language? When I was doing international tourism, we learned Gult, like the Geechee language. Um, it's not like that, Austin. <laughs> Klingon's actually, I think, recognized as a world language now. Oh, okay. you're talking about like the Gullah, though. Yeah, but the Gullah, Gullah culture. Yeah, the Geechee, the Geechee, the Geechee so, Islands in um, South Carolina. But like, but that language is actually. You know, pretty pretty freaking cool. So, uh, for the more mature groups here, um, mine would definitely be Irish. As long again, as that's just English <laughs> with an accent. It's actually the, the, they actually have the Gaelic. Yeah, the, they, have, Gaelic. they have Gaelic, which is actually what Caleb Kelly's family. As long from. as everyone spoke like Conor McGregor. I would be happy in this world. <laughs> so it's not Irish. It's everybody must learn Conor McGregor. Speak like Conor McGregor. That's just arrogant Irish. Yeah. <laughs> if everyone walked around talking like him, it would be such a bad. It would be like you were dealing with people from Chick Fil A all the time. So what I'm hearing is we got two versions of English. <laughs> I think Mandarin. I think we just want to point on the fact that me and. Adam were the only ones that actually list foreign languages. I mean, I, I know a little bit of Italian. Italian is a pretty nice language. Uh, we posed so. the question of right. if it was not English. Actually, Austin <laughs> posed this question himself and said, if it wasn't English, what language you want to learn? And then answered with English, but with an accent. All right. I want to restate English speaking somewhat don't know English at all and are the worst people to talk to in English at all. So I just want to state that. Um, my second vote, and the only reason I like one this vote. one, I, yeah, I know, but I want to change mine just because of y'all's bullshit. He asked the question, there are no rules. Um, <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, would be this language, don't know how to speak it, don't know anything about it. How do you say it? <laughs> He's about to butcher this. He's no, just going to spell it out. I'm just going to spell it out for all this, or be prepared to type it down. I'm going to spell it. Get your Google out. K-Y-R-G-Y-Z. Did you spell crazy? Close. <laughs> With a K. <laughs> look at what country that language is from. Somebody uh, click on that and look at what country that language is from. So, dude, but, all right, so on a real serious tone, I, I would probably take Italian. But I just, I wanted to be funny here, so. Okay, so the language Austin is talking about right now is the official language of Kyrgyzstan. So... Go ahead and get your familiarization with Kyrgyzstan because apparently it's taking over. Sandy land. <laughs> so yeah, just a geographical location there. Where, where, it's yeah, where it's it exactly just at? below like Russia 
in like Afghanistan and that area of the world. So it's a Middle Eastern language that Austin is trying to push it's, upon the world. Anybody, it's, anybody got a guess of how you say it? Anybody. The language it. itself, I have no idea. I think I can get myself to the actual country name, but it's it's sandwiched between Kazakhstan and China. You should know Kazakhstan from the movie uh, Borat, just a little bit south of uh, Russia. Yeah, that's definitely not taking over. I just want to, I don't. That will not be. What are the? I wonder what the Vegas odds on that one would be. Like plus five million. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you never know after the big war comes. The big war. the big war with Kyrgyzstan coming out on top. Yep. Kyrgyzstan <laughs> coming out on top of <laughs> all the other countries. They invade Russia first. <laughs> they got the backing in the Russia. winter. <laughs> yeah, they got the backing of Russia, and then they're gonna as Russia expands out to they're take gonna, over the world. They're going to slide back into Russia. They're going to betray Russia. And Kyrgyzstan's going to take over the world. They're going to do what Canada's about to try to do in the U.S. Oh, my. They're going to be successful. Okay, that's all Canada. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Does Canada even have an Air Force? Yes, they do. No, they got horseback mountains. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most dangerous thing in America. Is the they're going to kill us all with the maple syrup. They just, yeah, they just shoot bow and arrows that smell like maple syrup. They're just going to run their heaters and make the... Make the they're going to turn their heaters on and melt the glaciers. Yeah, they're just going to melt the glaciers and make seawater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so... <laughs> Canada's the leading contributor to global warming. Well, while we're on the military topic, i I got to bring this up for today. So I was working with a group here in Columbia. I do, I do high school fundraising. I work with a lot of... Uh, ROTC groups and um, (laughs) 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 all right back to the serious topic Um, so I was working with a group in Columbia today and uh, and there are ROTC group Air Force and uh, this basically this basically tells you how much I don't exactly know about the military. But I was talking about you being in the Navy. Uh, Alex is in the Navy, by the way. And uh, I was like, yeah, my best friend's in the Navy, yada, yada. So these guys both done 20 years worth of service in the Air Force. And I did not know that the aircraft that launch off of aircraft carriers are not Air Force. So he basically had to explain to me about aircraft like the Navy has their own, um, essentially, you know, pilots and everything like that. And, and everything that launches off an aircraft carrier is Navy pilots. And everything that launches off like the freaking ground is air force pilots. So I was like, do you guys like just, just fly from the continental United States over to your bases in, you know, Iraq, Iran, you know, Sandy land over there. And, he was like, yeah, we, we just get into our planes and fly from, like, freaking Fort Jackson across the pond and over to where we're battling at. So, you think they got uh, out of You think they just take a nap while they're over the big pond? That, I doubt they take a nap, but there's definitely some sort of, like, auto guns. So on, the, on the fighter pilots, probably not as much as you would think, but, like, the big the big birds, yeah, they put that bitch on autopilot, and they're like, all right, let's just kick it back in, relax for these next, you know, so, 10 hours. So, fighter jets, you got to take a shit. What happens? So one of my one of my friends I used to work with was in a, he's in the air guard and he's a crew chief so he would actually take charge of like the maintenance and the launching of a of a fighter jet for the air force. He's told me on multiple occasions that he's had a jet come back with shit in the cockpit because the pilot had the pilot has had to take a shit and the only option is to just shit yourself. So they'll just shit their 
the shit their flight suit right there in the cockpit. You can call that a shitty job. Wow. <laughs> so, so you don't have like the like a, a colostomy bag essentially the shit in is what you're saying. Not from my understanding. You just you just have to go, especially yeah. in a fighter pilot. You got shit and piss yourself. God, that that's probably, it's got to be hard to hold it with those jeans. I mean, like, I gotta be honest. My thing is like, you, you think about food and have to poop your pants. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you, like, you know when your your mission's coming up, so it's like I would like fast almost essentially. But like, all right, I'm not drinking nothing. Blah blah blah. Well, but you like, but then that fucks, you, a full, that fucks you up for G. So I don't know. I don't well, know what the situation like a full is. Full body clean out. Yikes. I don't know. I feel like I would. I feel like I would talk to like the flight doc and be like, "When can I stop There's, eating and stop drinking so I don't shit and piss something. myself?" They put you. They give you a good old clogging up, so you can't. There's for, especially for the, the you know flying over the pond to yeah. the the desert over there. Like, there's got to be something they can do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how long do you think? Let's say they take off from I don't care Alabama, South Carolina, New York, or whatever. Let's let's say they take off from the continental United States. How long of a flight do you think it is across the pond over to Sandy Land for? Um, for a fighter pilot, I'm saying like six to nine hours, somewhere in there. All right. Well, I mean, I flew from so Good I flew from numbers. well, I flew from Charlotte. Nice. <laughs> nice. When I went to Berlin, I flew from Charlotte to Berlin overnight American Airlines, and it was only eight hours. So I'm thinking you get in one of those little fighter pilots and I freaking open that thing up, little hammer down. I mean, you're also, so commercial airliners fly at six, five, to, five to seven hundred miles per hour. I was going to say 30,000. Yeah, it's five to seven, depending on if they're really running, <coughs> catching up time or if they're uh, spacing it out. Um, fighter jets? Their minimum is like seven hundred or something like that. So uh, if I if I got the stats wrong, those are probably completely off. But uh, yeah, I mean it's four hours, four hours, four, four hours. hours, four hours. I mean, Adam, think about it. You open that thing up, four hours. I get, four I, hours. I get, I get. What is it? Twelve point one nautical miles off the coastline where you can start gambling. Is it, you enter maritime yes. law? I get twelve point one miles off the coast, and I freaking open that thing up. I, I don't see why you can't do it in four hours. I'm, I'm going to go with Alex, so it's probably, I'd say closer to more like six to seven. Are you doing research on this right now? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy here is saying that when he flew from Jacksonville, Florida to Rota, Spain, from takeoff to landing, eight and a half hours. In his fighter jet? Yeah. F-16. that's got to be a boring eight and a half hours of your life, too. He's taking a nap. There's no way. There's no way you're taking a nap. He's driving a multi-million dollar piece of equipment for the U.S. government in his own life. He's not taking a nap. He's not taking a nap. He's like a 30-minute little pilot. All right, so was he a solo? I mean, what do you think? He's a solo pilot or do you think he's two? An F-16, it's most likely solo. They do have some dual ones, but it's rare. Very, very rare. a solo F-16. He's taking a nap. You think he's going to fall asleep? He's the only guy to control that airplane. He's taking a nap. You get that thing set on your course. No, someone you couldn't this, pay me to go to someone sleep. Someone in this room look at me and tell me you could take a nap while flying an F-16. You, could, you couldn't pay me to go to 100%. sleep. I could sleep anywhere. You would I, be in the ocean. The plane's going to stay straight. You don't have to mess with the joystick. Right. I don't I don't think you know how to fly, uh, as fly the, a plane. As I the think human that's, being that's that has slept in a bed with you before, you don't stay still when you sleep. So all of a sudden, you think you're going to stay still <laughs> while you've been in the city. It's a joystick, shoots left, takes out the other jet right beside him. Just, yeah, just, just goes go down. straight down the water. Just knows that, that the million, million, million dollar airplane does not have autopilot? Probably not. 
because I think the one temptation would be we don't need to put autopilot on so these stupid motherfuckers flying it don't hit the autopilot I'm button. I'm telling you, them are, if, if correction, ever, they're not stupid, but if you get what I'm saying. Flown a plane, please tell me. Please tweet us whatever you have to do. Please let us know if you've ever taken a nap while in a cockpit of a plane. Uh, because I definitely would. And if you work for American Airlines or Delta, please tell me the airline so I make sure you get fired while I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. flying we, on your flight. We will give you a good round of applause <laughs> for doing a good job. I will not fly that airline. <laughs> oh my gosh. Adam, you want in you know, on this at all? Uh, yeah, naps on a thing. <laughs> That's not happening in a solo flight. Eight and a half hours of just staring at clouds and water. That's fine Dude with man, me. You mean to tell man is taking a nap? These dudes are me. probably straight lining caffeine into their veins, snorting dried up energy drinks somehow. <laughs> like they've got so much caffeine and all this stuff going through them. On. <laughs> Big boys t- catching more Z's than he is G's. Uh, let's be honest. All right, so. You, that was good. I'll, I'll give you credit for yeah, that one. That, that was good. Was, that was yeah, good. Yeah. So that was the best pickup line he's had in two <laughs> years. <laughs> so, but all right. So you need to tell me that they're not going to be playing some like golf clash or a little Angry Birds no, or something while they're in the cockpit. Cell service at eight hundred miles per hour. <laughs> you get Roman, man. They got the satellites over there. In the Roman. middle of the Roman ocean. Bed. I mean, you have cell service on a on a flight you because you're connected to the flight's Wi-Fi. You don't have it on a cruise ship when you're sitting out there unless you're connected to the Wi-Fi. Or you pay for it. You tell but me, you pay for it. It's connected F- through the cruise ship's Wi-Fi. You're telling me F-16s have Wi-Fi? It's the military, probably. I mean, <laughs> no, you put Wi-Fi on something you don't want cracked. I mean, you're telling me they got coffee vein or coffee IVs in the veins. Why can't they have a little Wi-Fi on there? Because you can't track coffee I mean, IVs. You are seriously trying to argue that somebody's going to fall asleep I'm while flying at F-16. They are taking a nap. Whether it is a little 15-minute, just close your eyes, nap, they are taking a nap. There has been someone on this earth that has been flying a military jet across the big pond that took a nap in the cockpit. I want it to be... Scene. I want you to find it and share it with us, please. Oh my God! Oh, all right. That guy, he didn't go in the military. <laughs> I, I, I love him to death. I, like he would get killed in the military because <laughs> he was sleeping. I would be he, would, he would kill himself by flying a plane to the ocean I or hope, something. I hope when the big war comes, they the they get a they the get me and they get a hearing of this. And All right, like, yep, we're not putting him in a jet. Speaking, of, I don't want to be. Speaking of the big war, Austin, who's who starts the big war? Well, we can save it. We can save it if you want. Um, you want to save it? This is gonna that's going. That's going to be a big conversation. This is going to be a big conversation. <laughs> do, we have, do we have time for it? No, we don't have time for that. Okay. We don't All right. Get, <laughs> getting late here on the we'll, East Coast. We'll boys. save it. We'll save Girls. it. We we might add it to episode three, which is which we can bring is, it up for. Is, epi- yeah. We'll bring it up for episode three. Yeah, we'll bring, bring it up for episode three. So. Um, all right. Oh, Donald so, Trump's going to be boom, boom, boom. And oh, God. God. Just a, awesome. a little insight for my opinion on week three. Oh. Boom, boom. All right. You, you want to give us a recap? Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we want to, of course, thank everybody out there that's listened to us. We've had a lot of support. Great viewership that we were completely unexpecting. Big shout out to James Brissett. Huge, huge uh, support by him. And then also shout out to Aaron Chicotato, the editor that we've got behind the scenes. And we've got some uh, behind the scenes stuff going on right now. We've got a guy 
working on some music for us. Maybe a little intro, a little bit of exit song, and then um, maybe some uh, segment music. I don't know. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk to him about it. But we've got big stuff going for you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, please keep up the good support. Um, one quick thing before we get out of here. Uh, this is some breaking news that just happened. Garrett Cole became the first Astros pitcher to ever have 15 plus 15 games in which he struck out 10 plus batters in a game in a season. Oh, uh, well, it, the only thing that makes that important is that Garrett Cole might be an Atlanta Brave next year. We'll, we'll, we'll talk We'll talk about that in episode yeah, that's a, three. That's a good well. transition. Anybody got any uh, parting right. words? Adam, do you, uh, well, you want to say last that? Last statements. Yeah. No, I'm good. Thank you. Adam, okay. Adam's well, been a little quiet. He's in mid Fantasy football draft. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't put y'all into it, but Adam's over here pounding away on his phone mid fantasy football draft right now. <laughs> so I do want to say thank you to to Jane specifically, and and for all those who want to take the opportunity to support us, it, it's gonna it's gonna go back into our funds for the podcast. We're gonna we'd like to expand on it, be able to add some some ideas. I'll, I'll I won't throw too much out there, but we are talking about some gear and some stuff like that. So I mean, anything that is is offered to us. Um, you know, we, we will turn around and spend on making our podcast better and providing extra content and stuff for you guys. So, um, just a super, I really appreciate all the family and friends and the outreach and stuff. And um, we're glad to hear that you guys are enjoying this. We enjoy doing this, and uh, and we really look forward to, to the growth and expansion of, of what we can do with this. Yeah, just give us a like. Uh, any comments you have or a little shout-out, anything you can do will help us out. And for real, anything y'all, anything y'all want us to talk about, anything you think should be changed, just let us know. We're up and able to do anything, and we just want to make everybody happy and we want to make you have a good time listening. We we will have a food question out uh, by the time this podcast comes out, so please make sure that you give us your opinion on yet another food question. We'll put it out on both uh, Facebook and Twitter. And, and Instagram. Uh, and Instagram as well. Yeah. So make sure that you uh, you get your opinions in because we appreciate them and it makes our content a little bit easier sometimes too. Yeah. And so um, I'm going to throw our, our social media for us. Uh, the Instagram is beer underscore bacon underscore bros. The Twitter handle is capital B for beer, capital B for bacon, capital B for bros. One, the number one at the tail end of that. You can listen to our podcast on Patreon.com. That's pretty much where you're listening to it at right now, so I'm not going to go into that detail. But please spread the word. Uh, show, show your friends the podcast. Maybe they'll enjoy it. Maybe you can uh, change a life or two because we're, you know, we're life changers. We're that, we're that important. I'm going to think that high of us. But And let's have a freaking weekend, boys. Let's tear it up. <laughs>